This is the Leading Second Podcast, where we're on a mission to equip local churches everywhere to raise up uncommon leaders. The Leading Second Podcast releases every Thursday morning, so hit follow and share this episode with your team. Now, let's jump into another episode for all of us who lead from the middle. This is the year of the leader. This is the Leading Second Podcast. Welcome back to season six of the Leading Second Podcast and what is our final episode of season six. Man, it's been such a great season here on the podcast and it is truly our honor to come alongside church leaders everywhere in the second chair to equip you in ministry. Today, we have a really valuable conversation on tap for you. Today is an alignment checkup for you as a leader for your team, uh, we're going to talk through several key things we need to be thinking about asking ourselves in this season. And spoiler alert, uh, this uh, content is also out this week as a new course on Leading Second Plus. So we're so excited about that. We're going to get to that in just a minute. Uh, but we're so thankful that you have found your way to this space uh, yet again this week. Well, today's episode is our final of the season. We're taking a break as we do at the beginning of the year, and we will be back in the early springtime with season seven of the Leading Second podcast. You know, as I just said, our mission here at Leading Second is to equip local churches to raise up uncommon church builders. We have it in our heart to champion the second chair, to give dignity to the second chair and equip leaders who have a heart to run strong for the kingdom, hold up their pastor's arms and move the mission of their local church forward. It's been an exciting year at Leading Second. We've uh, released so many new projects and initiatives all designed to serve you and serve your team. I thought I would tell you about some of them in case you're new to our tribe. First of all, this year we launched our brand new online video resource site called Leading Second Plus. This is our home for online courses, uh, recaps of previous live events, leadership labs. We have some special new uh, courses and content coming for 2024. It's all available for a small monthly subscription and uh, it's our way to coach you uh, in a way, uh, every single month around vital uh, vital topics through micro courses. So that is Leading Second Plus. And right alongside that is Leading Second Pro. Leading Second Pro is our group subscription model for Leading Second Plus. In other words, it's a way that you can license the use and the content of Leading Second Plus for your entire team, whether through individual accounts or for use in leadership meetings. Uh, that's our way to come alongside churches to provide content for your leadership development pipeline. We're really excited about our growing site. And of course, we invite you to check it out and be a part if that serves you and your church well in this season. Also this year, I have been so excited about coaching. God is really using the coaching arm of leading second in such a special way. We are into year two of our coaching groups. These are our leadership cohorts 
uh, that we run for 12 months beginning each fall. Our, our goal in our coaching groups is to master the art of second chair leaders, leadership. And right now we have uh, executive level leaders from all over North America involved in our coaching cohorts. We just did our annual on-site summit in Phoenix that was absolutely incredible. And if you're an executive pastor, a campus pastor, or a member of your church's lead team, I would invite you to check out our coaching group's offerings. Uh, join our wait list. We plan to launch another year of coaching groups in 2024, and we'd love to have you be a part of those. It's such a special space. And to round out our coaching uh, side of Leading Second, we also have Leading Second Build. Leading Second Build is our organizational coaching arm uh, for lead pastors and for church lead teams. In other words, this is our way that we come alongside uh, church leaders and pastors in an organizational way to work on structure and systems and clarity around who we are and our vision. It's been so powerful to walk with so many churches this year organizationally, and we'd love to talk with you if you feel stuck in any way and uh, need to move forward uh, from that aspect of church life. In other words, the bottom line of Leading Second is that Leading Second is here to serve you and serve your team, and we've expanded the menu this year. I pray that you'll check out leadingsecond.com uh, for more information on everything I just mentioned. It would be our honor to serve you and your team in any capacity uh, that we can as a ministry. Okay, so we're here with our final episode of season six of the podcast. Uh, you're stuck with me today. There is no guest joining me. It's it's only me. <laughs> and uh, But I'm so excited about what we're going to talk about today. Today, as we head into the new year, I thought I could offer you something valuable to consider for yourself and for your team. So today is an alignment checkup uh, for you and for your team. And I'm really excited to announce that this subject is not only a podcast episode, but on January 2nd of the new year, this also releases as a new course on Leading Second Plus called Alignment 2. We already have one alignment course. This is our second, and I couldn't be more excited for how this micro course is going to help leadership teams everywhere. Alignment 2. So you can check that out on leadingsecondplus.com. So let's clarify. Our goals today in this conversation are a couple things. First of all, as we're talking today, I want to continue conversations that we've had on alignment uh, in our ministry. If you've been around for a minute, you've heard me talk about it. But I want to have the conversation through a different lens today. My prayer today is that you would ask yourself some important questions um, some things to think about as a leader, as a member of the team. Some of these might seem simple at the beginning, but I want to encourage you, don't rush past them. Take some time to sit with them because there's some real power in stopping to do a bit of a checkup on how we're doing in some areas. And I'm also hoping that today in this podcast and then in the greater course on Leading Second Plus that we would give you a roadmap for seeking and leading alignment in your team. That's our goals uh, in this episode and on our new course. You know, Philippians chapter two and verse one 
the Apostle Paul's writing here, and he says this. These are words that have deeply impacted my approach to leadership over the years. He says this, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded. Look at it, like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit, and of one mind, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests. Man, this is so powerful. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. He's saying, make my joy complete by being like-minded. So as we talked about in our first leading second plus series on alignment. We started with this idea. Alignment is one of the most powerful forces in any church. Alignment is essential to healthy leaders and fruitful teams. We've talked previously in leading second about the difference between alignment and agreement. Those are two very different things. We've talked about misalignment. We've talked about staying in alignment uh, being some of the hardest part. So I just, I feel like this is a conversation we've had today. We're taking it further. You might be asking yourself, you know, what's the target? What is alignment? Here's one definition I'd like to offer that you work with today when you're considering what alignment is. Alignment occurs when a diverse group of people come together around a common mission with a sacrificial spirit. That is a Ministry church building definition of alignment that I love that I want to offer to you today. Alignment occurs when a diverse group of people come together around a common mission with a sacrificial spirit. So in our previous conversations in Leading Second about alignment, we have discussed alignment primarily through the lens of being a personal heart issue. In other words, a heart posture. You may have heard me talk about Jonathan's armor bearer looking at him in 1 Samuel 14 and saying, go do all that's in your heart. I am with you heart and soul. And I will stand by that assessment and that presentation of alignment all day long. Alignment absolutely begins as a personal heart issue. But here's where we're going to go today. I'm so excited about this. What I want to talk to you about today and we talk about on our course is this. We're talking about alignment as an organizational issue. In other words, not just a heart issue, but an organizational issue. I mean, it's true. Every team member must have an aligned heart. So aligned hearts, aligned culture is powerful. But here's what I want to ask you today to start us off. What if alignment is also an organizational issue? Now, just think about this for a minute. What if alignment isn't just a heart posture? What if it's also about organizational clarity? Consider this as we get started today. Every team member that you onboard onto your team, whether it be in a volunteer role, whether it be in a paid staff role, from top to bottom, every member of your team will arrive misaligned. I know that is a horrifying statement to make, but consider this. 
Every team member arrives to your team out of alignment and must be led into alignment. In other words, everyone brings with them their own experiences, their own background, their own view of leadership, their own culture, their own experiences. Every person is this myriad, this diamond of experience, values, culture, and Every new team member will experience misalignment at the beginning. It doesn't make them bad. It doesn't make them, you know, terrible person or the wrong pick or something like that. Every single person at some point needs to be led into alignment. So here's about three questions I think that team leaders should be asking. First of all, just anyone in a leadership role. Here's a couple things I think we should be asking. First of all, how can someone be in alignment if they're unsure of what they're aligning to? I mean, just think about it. It's not just a heart posture, it's clarity. How could someone be in alignment if they're unsure what they're aligning to? Number two, how can someone demonstrate alignment if they don't know what's expected of them? So this is where a job description becomes a whole lot more than a piece of paper that gets shoved in the top desk drawer and never gets looked at again. Really, it's a statement of what's expected. How could someone demonstrate alignment if they don't know what's expected of them? And number three, how can someone lead others in alignment if they're unsure of the mission, vision, or the part that their team plays in it? So just just stop and think about those questions for a minute. And if you think about it long enough, you're going to add up and realize that our clarity organizationally as leaders leads to greater alignment. In other words, we run into problems as leaders if we misdiagnose alignment. I think sometimes we can be guilty of seeing a team member who appears to be out of alignment. And wouldn't you agree with me that it's so easy at times to rush to the assumption, oh, they're just not with us. Or, oh, they... uh, you know, they just, uh, you know, aren't flowing with the team or they're difficult. And, you know, some of those things might be true. But what if someone's demonstration of misalignment is actually lack of clarity around what's expected of them, around how they win, around the culture? So this is just where we're sitting with alignment right now and leading second is around clarity. And offering people a path to alignment through organizational clarity. Let me offer you now an organizational definition of alignment. I gave you my first one. Let's just dial that in a little bit and just talk about the organization. I'm going to give credit to Les McEwen and the book and coaching resource Predictable Success for this one. I love this this definition so much. Here's an organizational definition of alignment I think we can work with today. Alignment is the degree to which everyone in the organization, now listen to this, knows, understands, is committed to, and works effectively toward the organization's common goals. Okay, there's a lot there. Listen to it. Alignment is the degree to which everyone in the organization knows, understands, is committed to and works effectively toward the organization's common goals. 
I think this is another point for us to pause as leaders and just consider this. Does everyone on my team know our common goals? Do they understand our common goals? Are they committed to our common goals? And are they working effectively toward our common goals? Just think about that for a minute. That is an organizational definition of alignment. One challenge we face as leaders is that the the starting point for every second chair leader when they arrive on a team is to think about their responsibilities. I love the verse that we started with today. The Apostle Paul is talking about doing nothing out of selfish ambition, vain conceit. He also challenges us to look not only to our own interests, but also the interests of others. He's just really encouraging this elevation of thinking toward the team rather than me. But every uh, every leader, when they're onboarded, think about it. We talk to them about their responsibilities. We talk to them about their objectives. They're thinking about how they win. So every single leader arrives on the team or team member arrives on the team thinking about their responsibilities, you know, how they win, what's expected of them. A more mature view of a second chair leader is to consider how their actions and their responsibilities interact with and affect the greater team, looking not only to our own interests, but the interests of others. I'll give you a quick story time on this one of a moment where I tragically demonstrated misalignment unintentionally. You know, I feel like I can say with integrity that my entire time, entire time on my team at my home church, that I have had an aligned heart. I, I, I genuinely feel like I've been with the house, you know, and with my pastors. And, and if that at all had gaps, I was able to close them quickly. But there was a little moment I'll tell myself where I demonstrated this so poorly. And this will show us how lack of clarity and team members thinking only of themselves really breaks down a team. So years ago, uh, this is, oh gosh, like 15 plus years ago, I think, I had finally got my own office. I was on team And rather than being in a shared space, I finally had my own space. This is back when this actually happened. I don't think this actually happens hardly anymore in our new Zen collaborative workspaces and all of that. Um, Man, I thought I had arrived. You know, I had the full L of the desk, not just like the one part of the desk. I had books in there that I had read a couple chapters of, but looked really important. I had pictures of my family. I mean... I had it. I had the office. I was a director at our church and it was wonderful. And I was so proud of it. You know, um, I could now study for my one message a year in there. (laughs) I could have private conversations. I could have meetings. Okay, whatever. All this big thing. Wasn't too long into my time having an office that we got an email uh, one morning from our director of operations saying, hey, exciting news we are going to be doing some demo and some construction on this particular area of the building, my area. And we are going to be tearing down the walls and creating a new collaborative workspace. 
read between the lines cubicles, you know, and in other words, my, my office was going away. And, um, he went on to say, you know, due to our tight construction schedule, we're starting today. So be out of your office by 5 PM today. I was in meetings all day that day and I came, you know, back to my office to begrudgingly move out and found that the walls were actually already down. They had started early uh, because construction was tight. And so my desk was kind of covered and sheetrock dust was everywhere. And needless to say, I wasn't too pleased, right? I was looking out to my own interests. I mean, where am I going to study for my one message a year? Where am I going to have my private important conversations? You know, where am I going to hang the pictures of my family and display the books I've read one chapter of each? You know, like where, where, where is this going to happen? So I was frustrated and, you know, I shared my frustration with a friend not widely, but I was frustrated about the situation. Again, I was thinking of myself. Well, I was in a meeting a few days later with my pastor and a bunch of us were in there and um, he dismissed the meeting, but he asked me and this friend of mine to stay. And he began to ask us about how we were feeling about this change in the office space. And, you know, we kind of fessed up that we weren't real excited and we kind of had that conversation with him and and he looked at us and looked at me and he said here's the deal he said what you may not be aware of is that there's some real dysfunction over in that area of the office and to be honest I was not aware of it I was not I don't believe a part of that but he looked at me and he said Brandon I really expected alignment out of you. I really actually thought you would see this and be able to champion this for me. I really thought you were someone who could see misalignment, who could help champion this. He said, but to be honest, you're just another complainer right now in this situation. And you've done nothing in the way you've carried yourself to help create alignment. And that was a day where, um, you know, one of those meetings that really stung with my pastor because never in a million years would I wanted to show him that I was misaligned in some way. Cause I really felt like I was with him, but I was doing a couple things there. I was looking out for my own interests, not the interests of the team. And I think I was just unaware that as a second chair leader, my pastor was looking for me to create alignment. He was looking for me to champion team culture. I mean, it's it's something we're now known for as a team. I mean, he was looking uh, for me to protect the unity of the house and, and, you know, share his vision with more team members. And that day, I really demonstrated misalignment, not because I wasn't with my pastor, but because I wasn't clear, because I was looking out for my own interests, and I tell that story just to, I guess, illustrate what I'm talking about today, that we can end up in these situations not because um, we're truly not with our pastors, but we might be unclear of expectations and unclear of um, the responsibility we have to lead a culture of alignment. Let me take questions to ask yourself as a leader one layer deeper now. Now that we've kind of set the stage here, let's take this just a little bit deeper. Questions I'd, I'd challenge every team leader to ask yourself. 
Does everyone on your team know your church's goals for this year? Quite frankly, do you know them? But does everyone on your team know explicitly your church's goals for this year? Second question I'd ask myself is, does everyone understand the goals and the part that our team plays in those goals? Number three, do you and your team demonstrate a commitment to those goals? In other words, are they regularly part of your planning and your focus? And then number four, do you and your team regularly work toward these goals or are you too busy and is too much of your ministry sideways energy going to other things? I've asked you several questions today as an alignment checkup for you and your team. I appreciate so much when team members have the cry of their heart saying, Pastor, I'm with you heart and soul. Today, I think as leaders, we could take this a step further and consider these questions and use this as an alignment checkup for your team. You know, this questions in this episode is going to be available on an episode guide on leadingsecond.com slash podcast. And I pray that you'll use this resource to really have an important conversation uh, with your team as we head into a fresh new year in 2024. Before I let you go, let's just flip the conversation for a minute. And I want to talk to every member of a team, everyone who's on a team in some capacity. Let's just personalize uh, these questions before we go. I think one question I'd ask every member of the team for you to consider about yourself is this. Can I accurately state the vision and mission of our church? Like, can you say it at the at proverbial gunpoint? Can you say it memorized immediately when asked? Is it, is it that deep in your heart? Number two can you accurately state the objectives and goals that your pastor and your church have for this year? Now that's a little bit more specific than vision and mission. That is objectives, things that the church uh, desires to accomplish for the coming year. And then number three, can you communicate how your work as a team directly advances those objectives and goals. So not just do you understand the objectives and goals, but can you communicate how your work directly advances those objectives? I mean, don't rush past this. Can you state your current piece of the vision? Have you identified meaningful strategies that you and your team are employing to move objectives and goals of the church forward. You know, any single one of us could find ourselves out of alignment, lacking clarity. And I think it's so important as we head into new seasons, new years, that um, we seek clarity if we don't have it. We can end up lacking clarity because the church grew we can end up lacking clarity because our role changed. We can end up lacking clarity because we just stopped talking about it for a minute. It could happen for a number of ways. If you find yourself lacking clarity, here's two more questions I think you could ask yourself, and then we'll land the plane today. Number one, if you're, if you're lacking clarity uh, about your work and about your flow, 
Consider meeting with your leader and asking them this question. What could myself and our team work toward this year that would mean the most to our church? And what a great question that is for you to ask your leader. And then number two, you could consider asking them this question. What are the highest priorities that you have for myself and for my team? I think questions like this can open up the right conversations and begin your journey to personal clarity. So to recap, today we are, I believe, living in the echo of the Apostle Paul's words. His joy may be complete by us having the same love, being one in spirit, of one mind, doing nothing out of selfish ambition, but considering others above ourselves, looking to the interest of others, not the interest of ourselves. I'm also reminded that Jesus' final prayer was about unity in his church. I just think it's so important for us to seek alignment. Today, we talked on this definition of alignment. Alignment occurs when a diverse group of people come together around a common mission with a sacrificial spirit. I offered you today some questions that team leaders should be asking. I offered you today an organizational definition of alignment, dialing it in a little bit more. Alignment is the degree to which everyone in the organization knows, understands, is committed to, and works effectively toward the organization's common goals. I offered you some questions as a team member that you should be asking yourself to see if you can accurately state where your church is headed and the the piece that you play in that. And then finally, today we talked about clarity and achieving clarity if it has slipped from you. My prayer is that 2024 is a year of incredible alignment for your church. My prayer is that as your team comes together and lays personal agenda at the side, lays sideways energy, lays ideas, even good ideas down for the sake of what matters most in the house, what is aligned to the house. I pray that you would live in the echo of the psalmist that said, where there's unity, there God commands a blessing. I pray that this year you would live under the commanded blessing of heaven in your team, in your church, that our unity would be a pleasing offering worship uh, to God, that it would reflect his character, his heart for his church, and that truly uh, we would position ourselves to be entrusted with more uh, for the kingdom of God, all for the glory of God and all for the advancement of his church. So that's my prayer for you this year. As a ministry, if we can be walking with you, helping you, encouraging you in any way, please let us know. Um, But we love you so much, Leading Second, and I pray that you would flourish in every way and that that all would go well with you this year as you come together as a team. So Leading Second, we love you. This is us signing off for Season 6 of the Leading Second Podcast. We will be back in a couple months with fresh episodes for Season 7. I can't believe it. It's going to be awesome. But until then, Leading Second, let's run strong for the kingdom and lead in an uncommon way together. God bless you.
To find the episode guide, visit our website, leadingsecond.com forward slash podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at Leading Second and join us on the Leading Second Collective on Facebook. Facebook.